Hello everyone, you're welcome to another Lamo Friday session this beautiful Friday. How was your week? How was your past weekend? How was last week's episode? Did you listen to it? Did you love it? Um, do you have questions? Did you get your questions answered? Do you know a little bit more about Jesus now than you did before? Because if yes, then I'm excited. I'm happy for you. And I give God all the praise and glory. Today we have another beautiful session another beautiful thing to talk about today but before we go right into that we'd have to pray so we say lord heavenly father we bless you we thank you we exalt your holy name we thank you for another day another friday a very special day and we love you for it we ask oh jesus that as we speak as we listen as we learn at your feet today that you give us the grace to understand and to act upon your word in the name of Jesus Christ we believe that Christ has made us free and we are free indeed all things indeed are passed away all things have have been made new therefore we are newborn creatures in Christ Jesus and we live according to that unapologetically in Jesus name let the Holy Spirit of wisdom fill our hearts even right now as we proclaim your word to your glory in Jesus everlasting name we pray amen I declare strength upon you now in the name of Jesus Christ for your weakness I declare strength right now in your body and even in your mind in Jesus name I declare spiritual strength as well in Jesus everlasting name we pray amen amen and amen all right so today we're gonna be talking about righteous you are righteous that's the topic and we're going to expound on some very important things that i really want us to know okay i i I really need us to know this and then build our faith based on this foundation of righteousness not our righteousness but christ's righteousness of course so from the next episode we'll begin teaching on righteousness on you are righteous stay tuned of psalms 32 verse 1 to 2 as well as romans 4 verse 7 to 8 says blessed are they whose iniquities are forgiven and whose sins are covered blessed is the man to whom the lord will not impute sin to impute is to ascribe or attribute something as being done or possessed by someone that's like putting it you know putting you to putting you to charge that you did this okay um it's like calling you ransom for it you are to be blamed for it do you understand and now david prophesied blessed is that man whom the lord will not impute sin blessed is that man whose iniquities are forgiven blessed is that man whose sins are covered and in the book of romans paul reiterated that same scripture so who is that blessed man who is that blessed man whose iniquities are not forgiven who is that blessed man whose sins are covered who is that blessed man who the lord will not impute sin it is the man who is righteous in christ jesus it is the one who believed in jesus christ and was saved is the man who is standing upon christ's righteousness not what he has done or what he can do the good works or even the bad works that he he has done but the fact that jesus christ died for me jesus christ was righteous for me there's a reason he lived a sinless life on earth so that when we stand in christ's righteousness we are standing in his his right standing in his blameless lifestyle in his um sinless lifestyle do you understand that so that blessed man whom the lord will never ever call a sinner is you and i in Christ Jesus that factor in Christ Jesus is too important (laughs) Christ makes the difference in this okay that blessed man whom the Lord will not have him bear the responsibility and death sentence of sin is you and I in Christ Jesus so basically everyone in Christ is exempted from sin and its punishment for we know that in Romans 8 1 that there is no condemnation now 
right now as we speak right now as we listen right now as we live our lives right now sitting on our beds or walking down the street right now right this very minute there is no condemnation to you because you're in christ jesus i like to put it that way because you're in christ jesus you cannot be condemned i need us to understand what this means okay because it, it will help us stand against the the guilt the fear the the feeling of condemnation ah i just did something wrong god is gonna kill me <laughs> no it will help us stand confident that's it well i might have made a mistake but i'm not condemned i love the amplified version it says that there is no there is therefore there is now no condemnation no guilty verdict no punishment for those who are in christ jesus who believe in him as personal lord and savior i'm sorry i'm starting this strongly but the thing is that we need to get this we need to understand this it is ignorance that makes the devil you know take advantage of us do you understand he's called the accuser of the brethren if you don't know that you cannot be condemned because you're in christ jesus you would be you would stand accused and start speaking as an accused person meanwhile the lord does not impute sin on you do you understand you need to take full responsibility for who you are in christ okay so this means that from the very minute that you gave your life to christ you became that blessed man from the very minute that you signed up for 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 salvation you became that blessed woman from the very minute you believed in jesus as personal lord and savior you were exempted from condemnation the world can be condemned but not you (laughs) the devil is condemned but not you you stand a chance do you understand you you have been given it freely you didn't pay for salvation did you pay for salvation no you did not even use your blood christ did he 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 said it is finished so so there is no there is no work you want to do now eh to 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 classify you i don't know how to put this for you to understand there is see see bottom line you are not condemned you cannot be condemned because you are in christ jesus because you believe in jesus because you stand upon the righteousness of jesus christ because you are in him he he, he has hidden you in him therefore <laughs> if, if, if they have to condemn you they have to condemn jesus first for them to get to you they have to get to christ first and they can't the devil cannot condemn jesus he can't how what 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 do they have to christ even when christ was on earth he said the, the, the prince of this world comes but he has nothing in me how much more now christ glorified he can't but do you know this and do you believe it do you understand do you believe it do you believe it let me give you a, a pictorial um representation of what i just said you know a sardine tin a tin of sardine and then the fish inside now before that fish can be tampered with can be divided into pieces can be mashed you have to open the tin right that means you have to tamper with the tin of sardine before you get to that fish therefore you are hidden in christ jesus you cannot be condemned you can't pick a tin of sardine and look at it and say this sardine is spoiled or this sardine is green or this until you open it to i'm telling you you can't just take a tin of sardine from the shelf in the supermarket bearing in mind that the the expiry okay say there is no expiry date they don't put expiry date you just go to the 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 um shelf pick up a, a tin of sardine and treat it and say it's condemned no no what, what proof <laughs> what's your proof 
do you understand you are you are hidden in christ jesus jesus has done it for you he has he has lived the righteous life for you he has gone through temptations without falling for you he has lived the holy life for you he has shed his blood for you therefore and he, <laughs> the book of colossians says he took out the ordinance he blotted the ordinances written against us he took them away and nailed them to the cross so it's no longer day however why is it that christians are still living a, a a life of guilt and fear and condemnation such that it it feels pious saying that i am nothing but a sinner i don't understand it why why are you so comfortable calling yourself a sinner when 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 the host of heaven including god himself looks at you and said this is a scent on it because you believe in jesus why are we comfortable demeaning ourselves in terms of humility why we need to understand the factor here why is it that we don't believe this and even when we believe it we don't really believe it like it's like a pen to the paper thing do you understand it's not yet in our hearts it has not yet been formed in our hearts why we, we we this is this is what we want to break right now this is the table that we want to shatter today the fact that you are righteous you are going to get it into your head <laughs> you're going to get it into your heart you're going to get it into your spirit and into your mouth and you will keep confessing it that you are righteous you are the righteous on earth nobody can take it away from you nobody can steal your salvation nobody can steal your righteousness nobody can deceive you from the umbrella of righteousness that christ has called you in nobody can deceive you out of the nature of god that he has put inside of you today we are breaking that table and we are saying that we are the righteous guilt shame has been taken away therefore the only thing that we can do right now is live a righteous life we'll be right back before we go on i need to paint two pictures to us two stories okay now the first is of a new bride right just being married yet she doesn't feel as though she is worth it as though she is worth this man okay she 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 is always on She's not working on eggshells, you know, like that feeling of dejection is, is still there. She still feels like I may never be able to suit this man, or this man is so far way up there. Uh, and she's always, you know, before the man even tries to ravish his love on his new bride, emphasis on new. She's all over the place, crying and and complaining about how she is not good enough, how she feels dejected, how she she can't just get seem to get things right and this and that and that. If you were the husband, how uh, how long will it take before you just get tired? Like, would you just be quiet? <laughs> Do you understand? And then the second one is the second story is. The second picture is of a boy who was maltreated in a foster home. That is a home where he was um, not a foster home now. He was maltreated by his parents, his foster parents, and then he ran back to the orphanage home and got new parents who just wanted to love this boy. That's just they just they just wanted to love this boy. They had all the money in the world to spoil him and everything. But the boy would always lock himself up because he feels that he's gonna get something wrong and these people are going to beat him. You know, whenever they show love to me, it's like, are you sure there isn't any catch to this expression of love and all that? Now, these two stories may be funny. Uh, they may look like <laughs> kind of thing is that one. Do you understand? But 
this is sadly the way so many Christians are and I fell into one of those categories too so I know what I'm saying I know what I'm saying by so many okay so many Christians still feel dejected they feel they can never amount to Christ they feel that they, they, they can't just be holy I've heard people say you, you, you know body can be holy ha hey. <laughs> jealous then people have they have given up all resolve they have decided they have concluded and nobody on earth can be holy even them Christians and then the one of fear I've been through that too the thought of Jesus Christ coming to me like a vision or so I, I started to get afraid like hey what are you gonna look who that kind of thing but at night <laughs> that's another topic that I will deal with eventually I know I will deal with eventually that fear I'm going to deal with it but right now I need you to know that you cannot be that kind of person you are a Christian you are Christ like you are of Christ you are grafted into Christ. You can't live in fear. You can't live feeling dejected. And to even tell you the truth, you don't earn God's love. You don't walk for God's love. John chapter 16 verse 27. When I saw this most recently, I'm like, wow, this is just in then. It says, for the Father himself loves you because you have loved me and have believed that I came out from God. So that means that my loving Jesus and my believing in Jesus was what earned God's love for me. It's not how many times I sweep the church or work in a unit in church it is the fact that I believe in Jesus Abraham believed and it was counted to him for righteousness even before Christ came God certified a man as righteous because he believed because he believed do you understand so the moment you believe in Jesus the moment you accept him as your Lord, your Savior, God loves you. Do you understand? Like, like get it, like let it soak in. Because when, when you understand it, eh, nobody can deceive you. Do you understand? Nobody can nobody can deceive you now. Ah. <laughs> the Father loves me because I believe in Jesus. The Father loves me because I love Jesus like I am already loved you you understand so that new bride needs to know that see no matter what you do your husband already loves you that little boy needs to know that it's different here out there in the world you were beaten you were battered you were like they did you anyhow you, you never really experienced love. But right now, under this dispensation, under this umbrella of Jesus Christ, you are loved. You are already loved just for believing in Jesus. Isn't that good news? Isn't that, isn't that, isn't that the good news that we should be spreading and, and sharing for people to hear? Hmm? You won't be the dejected new bride. You won't be that scared adopted child. Save me. I will not be a dejected new bride. I will not be that scared adopted child. I will be bold because I am already loved. We are not trying to earn God's love. We already have it. Yet, 
Christians face guilt, condemnation. Why? The first reason is an improper understanding. Yes, it's an in- improper understanding of who we are in Christ Jesus. There is a little issue that I have discovered in certain churches, and I I know that one day it will, it will be uniformly corrected. Now there's a service, and then there's a call out for those who want to give their lives to Christ, and then they come out and they pray for them, and maybe just take their names and numbers and all that, a few information, share a few information to them as well. And then send them back to the congregation now this congregation is likely filled with people who are mature in Christ people who are babes in Christ people who are just coming to church because it's Sunday it's, it's the Sunday occasion to showcase your new clothes people who are coming to church and they actually just discourage like this is not be as if on the Sabbath day I did not come to church do you understand like the church is filled with a lot of people and then you 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 convert people you bring them to christ and send them back there without actually thoroughly taking out time to teach them about their identity in christ and sometimes when the word of god comes through the pastor thank god that you know god has a way of speaking to everybody through one 30 minute session um, word session even if it's 45 minutes word session even if it's 20 minutes word session god is able to talk to everybody you know do you understand like one word at least one word must reach you but the truth is sometimes these babes in christ that have just been saved get lost in the crowd because they don't know their identity and when the pastor stands there to to say it they don't really know that like they're talking to a congregation they're talking to everybody it's different from when you are talking to you know specifically talking to a newborn a new born again child i was going to say a newborn baby <laughs> a new born again child of god i don't know if you understand what i'm trying to say but the thing is that we don't really understand our identity. That's the thing. You, you, you don't understand what it means to be called a Christian. It is both honor and power. It's both glory and dominion. It's both riches and health. It is everything is complete. We are complete in Christ. Colossians 2 says, we are complete in him nothing is left but why are we still facing condemnation you don't know you don't as in you don't know <laughs> you don't it's not inside yet that there is no condemnation to you now when you get when you get into school say university you are given an id card likely now that id card gives you access to the library the, the sport complex sometimes the hostel you know gives you access to the exam halls basically it's, it's like you know a privilege that you have over someone who just strolls into the university and just feels like sightseeing <laughs> that kind of thing but if nobody tells you that see this id card you can use it to do this, you can use it to do that. You can even use it to register for elections. You can use it for this and that and that and that. That ID card will be in your wallet till you graduate. From your first year to your final year, you just keep it till you graduate. And that's not God's will for us. Our salvation is that ID card. If if we are not enlightened on what our ID card, our salvation gives us access to we keep being defeated trying to triumph meanwhile we are the triumphant church who must stay in victory we will try to attain victory when Christ has already done it do you understand? and because we cannot do it 
you can't do something that's already been done you cannot take a baked cake and say you want to bake it do you understand like <laughs> baked cake fully iced everything you just ah oh, wow this, this is a beautiful cake i want to go and bake it what are you doing <laughs> do you understand christ has already won the victory for you and i so so trying to fight to get victory again is foolishness and the devil deceives many christians that they still need to fight that jesus did not finish everything like that sha she understand i know he said it's finished but uh, can't you see that you are still sick you need to you need to fight to be healed no you need to fight in faith that you are healed that's the difference if there's a wall of difference between between <laughs> oh god there's a wall of difference between trying to impress god okay by our works and working because we are already loved there's different way trying to end god's love hmm? the works that we do to try to end god's work end god's love is different from the work that we try to do i'm sorry the work that we do when we already know that we are loved is different as i one part of the bible will tell you it's not by works that you should boast but by faith and then another part of the bible will tell you <laughs> faith without works is dead do you understand now we're going to explain it. the second reason christians face fear guilt condemnation and the rest of it is sin consciousness you are conscious of what god has removed from you for example you are carrying a big bag of rice on your head maybe 50 kg i don't know how you're going to carry 50 kg on your head but let's just see (laughs) you're carrying a big bag of rice on your head and there's someone who's stronger than you comes and picks it up just takes it from you but then you will go days and weeks and months saying the load on your head is, is heavy oh the load on which load now the load on your head the load on my head ah, this rice on my head this rice on my head this, somebody will carry rice if i carry 100 kg i put it on your head so that all of us will hear what that's how a lot of christians are you are too conscious of sin that's why you keep falling into sin do you understand one day the lord told me keep looking at the truth until you become it until you become it that was quite powerful i've never forgotten it keep looking at until you become it that means our focus eh we we are we are we are likely to transform into our focus hallelujah (laughs) we are likely to transform into what we focus on so if we that's why the bible says looking on to jesus he said see we are seeing that we are so you know greatly encompassed with a large beautiful crowd of witness people are looking at us see let's just do this lay down every sin and every weight that so easily besets you so that we can run this race i said before how how are we going to do it verse 2 looking up to jesus the more we look at jesus okay for example i'll give another illustration so you can really grasp this if you've used a camera before and even a microscope if you if you're to look through a microscope you have to close one eye right and then use the other eye when the other eye is right there through the lens looking through the lens you don't know the person that is standing behind you you don't even know if there's a stool at your back you don't know if there is biro somewhere around you on the table because your focus is on what you are looking at through that lens right in the same way when we, when we want to use a camera and we focus on an object we see that other things blur out you understand the, the, the object that we focus on becomes clearer and brighter and then every other thing if you have a really good camera every other thing blow out but even while you are taking that picture 
you are not conscious of the sky that is above you hardly you are not conscious of the the person behind you you are not conscious of the, the person driving past you your focus is on the image the object that you want to snap the same way when we focus on sin we become too conscious of too conscious of it that we become sinful when you become so conscious of Jesus and the righteousness that he has given to you 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 leave it out unapologetically boldly do you understand and you know that there are no middle grounds it's either you are sin conscious or you are righteous conscious do you understand it's either you are conscious of your of, of, of sin around you <laughs> uh there was a there was um there's a pastor I was listening to Pastor Michael Todd, and he said something that I totally agreed with. He said that we we need to grow from from asking, is this sin? Is this sin? If I do this, is this sin? If I do that, is this sin? To okay, this is not expedient for me. That is that's a righteous person deciding, okay, okay, uh, all things are good for me, but <laughs> not this one is not expedient. And no. You are not conscious about whether sin or no sin. You are conscious about is this good for my life right now? Is this good for my destiny? That's the life that we should be living. Do you understand? Not yeah, sin, 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 sin. Sin consciousness brings us like it, it it draws us towards it itself. So what you think you will become when you are conscious in your mind about sin, even though Christ has made you righteous, you will not see his righteousness. It will blur out. Yes. Your focus is on righteousness. If your focus is on righteousness, you will not see sin around you. It will blur out. That's it. When we read the book of Colossians, we'll see more and more what God through Christ has done for us. And we need we need to get this identity. We need to get this identity. We need to get this identity thing straight. We need to get it. We need to get it. And if you are yet to begin this relationship with God, please let me at this point lead you to Christ. See, it, let's get started already. Jonathan, let's get started already. Let's deal with this thing. And let's let's get it right. Okay. So please let me lead you to Christ with these words. These very simple words. Say with me. Dear Lord Jesus, I thank you for loving me even before I recognized it. I realize now that I need a relationship with you. I admit I'm a sinner and I need a savior and you are that savior. Father, forgive me my sins and take me as yours. I confess you today as my Lord and Savior. I am born again. I am free from sin. Glory to Jesus. I am born again. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Congratulations. If you just prayed that prayer, what? Congratulations. Welcome to the fold. Take a seat. You're going to love it. We'll be right back in a short while. Okay, now that you're born again, whether you just said the salvation prayer or you said it many years ago, we need to learn about our identity in Christ, or at least where to find them so we can just peel through scriptures get them all out and start confessing them, start believing them, start saying them and becoming them, putting our minds on them, focusing on them and then just living that victorious life that Christ has already ordained life. He has already finished work for us. Do you understand? But hey, don't forget to get me on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash my identity light and don't forget to follow and share this link to as many people as you can and call the reference forward slash my identity is light and um each 
each session has its um, unique link so we always pull that out every friday evening and sometimes over the week okay so you can always share it as many times as possible and get as many people to come listen in i would be grateful even god will bless you good now let this mind be in you let this mind be in you the moment you got born again you received the spirit of god you received the mind of christ you now think like him do you understand don't think like your past don't think like where you've been think like where you are right now do you understand i was so happy when i was going through Ephesians this week and i saw that i have i am fellow citizens with the sense of god in heaven and I am the habitation of God through his spirit. It was exciting. <laughs> it was exciting. He said, you're no longer stranger or sojourner. You are now the citizen of heaven, a fellow heir of God. You are the habitation of God. That is an identity. Nobody can play. No, don't mess with me. I'm the habitation of God. I carry him. He's housed in me. Do you understand? My body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. He dwells in me. You know, we need to get who we are and keep putting our minds in it. Keep thinking like this. Do you understand? It, 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 it gets us quickly out of sin and it's conscious. And like, you, you don't even remember what sin. And that's how we can live a holy life. By focusing on Jesus, by focusing on what we, what what He has done for us, what He has given to us, what we have right now, you get it? What we have right now, given to us, it's not, it's not something that we're going to get in heaven. <laughs> Do you understand? Sometimes I think about this thing and I feel, ish. I I really pray that we don't die, go to heaven, and look down at. There's so, so much power that was available to us on earth, yet we lived a defeated life. So much opportunities that we had. So much, particularly power. Do you understand? Because the name of Jesus himself, itself carries power. And we don't even use it. We just use it to start and close prayer. Seriously, there is more to that. The blood of Jesus, God, Jesus wants you to use his blood. And, we're, and we just kind of, you know, some way we remember where we remember we just play the blood of Jesus what you don't want to go to the other side and be like oh my goodness I had all of this and then you see more Christians from up there who don't know that they have all of this and you're over there shouting come on use the name use the blood what is wrong with you (laughs) do you understand we need to open our eyes right now the Bible says that the eyes of our understanding will be flooded with light and when light comes it makes things manifest it makes you see things clearly wow like i i i I didn't know that well now you do so keep praying all through the epistles paul paul did a very beautiful job god will bless that man (laughs) he did a very beautiful job having us know who we really are having us know the sacredness of his blood that has been given to us committed to us the name of jesus has been given to us the authority that we have in christ jesus our identity our person our placing that we are we are, we are above okay we are in victory and our faith is to stand in that victory that that's that's the that's the fight a good fight of faith do you understand we are standing in victory now Colossians 1 verse 22 to 23 calls us holy and blameless do you see why I have a problem with people who, who say that they can ne- that they can never be holy and people can never no it's not possible do you understand if Jesus said be you perfect as your heavenly father is perfect then it is possible to be perfect the problem may now be your definition of perfection not that you cannot be perfect your definition might be flawed and that's why you feel or you believe that nobody can be perfect Mm. jesus said be ye holy as your heavenly father is holy as i am holy sorry be holy as i'm holy Ah. and then you now say 
we, we are like filthy rags that was the old testament that was before jesus died and even that particular that particular um statement our righteousness is as filthy rag that was a metaphor that there is nothing you would do in your power that could ever match the righteousness of god now god now gave you his righteousness and you still open your mouth to call it filthy rags you don't know yourself you don't know yourself this is why i am too confident that god can never call you a sinner because he will be calling himself a sinner he will never impute sin on you in Christ, who are in Christ Jesus because it will be putting it on himself God can't call you a sinner do you understand stop you, you, you need to define what pious means okay you, you really need to understand these words so, <laughs> you, you need to understand what humility is so you don't confuse it with self-righteousness read the book of Colossians I think that the last part of chapter 2 says see Paul says see all these things don't let anybody deceive you don't let anybody judge you when it comes to food or or drink or festivals or or observation of um, new moon or angels and you know they tell you to treat your body in a certain way it's just (laughs) self-righteousness I'm telling you he said it so Colossians 1 23 calls us holy and blameless. Do you know you should stand blameless? Like if you like accuse me, accuse me for nothing tomorrow, I'm blameless. Just I am in Christ Jesus. As in use it to make shakara. <laughs> you know, slap the devil's face up and down. I am blameless, I am holy. God forgive me. No, I don't know what happened. I did this. this, this. You are back in faith. I am holy, I am blameless. Kill yourself. <laughs> <laughs> okay so you're not trying to be holy you already are are holy i am not trying to be blameless you're already blameless all right <sighs> number two is that colossians 2 16 to 19 warns us not to allow anyone judge us anyhow okay we must not bring ourselves under any sort of condemnation when when the bible has clearly exonerated you from any kind of condemnation let anybody condemn you for not following their clever philosophies and their 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 vainglories. Don't let anybody put you under pressure. Someone told me this, and it it took a lot of pressure from me. He said, "Don't let anybody make you serve God under pressure." For crying out loud, Christ came. He said, "Come unto me, all you who are in quotes pressured." I will give you rest. And then I'm serving God now. You will not come into your own and start condemning me that ah, this your the way you are dressing or this one, your hair, your this there's a part where you give me an you give me advice. But why are you not judging me based on this? There's a difference. Do you understand? For example, I think it was is that Titus or Timothy where Paul says, um I think it must be Titus. He said the, the older men should teach the young the, the younger men, the older women should teach the younger women. That's different too, from when you will now come and stand and judge me from beginning to end. Who made you judge over me? For crying out loud. You are not the one who saved me. Christ saved me. Do you understand? And as an evangelism should be about reflecting the love of God. When people see love, they will come to it. Love is strong enough to change people. The Bible says love never fails. And the greatest of these is love. I hope we're catching up. So don't let anybody judge you. Let the word of God judge you. Yeah, Jesus says these words that I speak is what would judge you keep looking at scriptures what does what 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 does the Bible say about you you are justified just as if you did nothing wrong 
that's your judgment justified that's your judgment oh you think when when they talk about judgment the next thing is he condemnation no god can't contradict himself now he said there's no condemnation to you so why should he condemn you in judgment keep keep going to scriptures like <laughs> you need to know who you are because there are so many clever philosophies out there that <laughs> that we deceive jesus said they can they would even deceive if it were possible the sense the elect they would deceive you too if it were possible so if you don't know the truth everything that looks true look like the truth but only the truth will set you free number three Ephesians <clears throat> excuse me Ephesians 2 10 calls us God's workmanship I love this part <laughs> it says that <clears throat> we are his masterpieces we are born of Jesus Christ's son and we are created for every good work. Mm. So nobody should ever make you feel useless. Just because you can't sing does not mean that you are not useful to God. Because you can't preach does not mean that you are useless. Because you can't do one thing or because you have been told and you have believed that you can't do it because I strongly believe that we can do all things through Christ. His strength is made perfect in our weakness. In fact, it's, it's what we can't do that I think <laughs> I think it's the part that we the, the part that we feel that man I can't do this thing. That's that Christ even like that's where he, he he's even delighted. Okay, so let me power you. Why is grace giving? Grace is an is a supernatural empowerment from God to do what we cannot do that He wants us to do. Do you understand? So we are empowered for every good work. Nobody should make you feel useless, particularly because of your past. Past that God does not even remember again. And he that blots out transgressions, I will not remember them. That's God. He blots out the translation and he forgets them. Well, the ones that are just killing ourselves. <laughs> okay, so God created, God recreated us in Christ for every good work, and we need to believe it. That from this standpoint that we are in now, all we can do is righteous work. All we can leave out is righteousness. Every work that we do. Is good works mm. and if you believe it you will become it you will, you will act on it you will act on what you believe whether consciously or subconsciously you will act on what you believe if if the clouds are thick you believe it's going to rain you will carry umbrella because you believe that it's going to rain mm-hmm. do you understand so we would always act on what we believe how good and great and beautiful and gracious it is when we believe Jesus and when we believe his words and we allow his words to abide in us and we allow his words to be proven in our lives do you understand because when we when when, when God's words are proven in our lives we trust it twice as much as when we just hear it and believe it. Genesis, this one is tested and trusted. I know what I am saying. <laughs> Genesis, is a I know what I am saying moment for you. Alright? So we need to believe that. Number four, Ephesians 1 verse 7 says, this is the amplified version I'm, I'm about to read to you. In him we have redemption, that is, our deliverance and salvation through his blood, 
which paid the penalty for our sin and resulted in the forgiveness and complete pardon of our sin in accordance with the riches of his grace our sin of unbelief our sin of rejection rejecting jesus our sin of 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 rejecting his righteousness he has paid the penalty for it so now all we can do is live righteously that's all that's left to do stop 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 looking for stop looking for another savior jesus has done it all do you understand and stop trying to save yourself too you can't if if you could he wouldn't have come do you understand if he was not a better savior well another one would have come by now look at how the kings and the 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 prophets were selected from the old testament as one is dying and another one is coming as one is going and another one is coming there was no long intercession before another person came so jesus is the ideal savior okay he has saved every one of us we just have to believe it that we have redemption through his blood by his blood we have been redeemed like keep, keep like let this thing keep ringing in your head his blood has redeemed me that separation has been paid for you know when we sin we are separated from christ from god so christ came to 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 destroy that separation so even when you fall that separation is not there do you understand even when you fall stand up again plead the blood of jesus as quickly quickly confess your sin keep going don't let don't let any nonsense devil come and start condemning you at that day at that time Uh -uh, don't you remember no i don't remember god has forgiven me and forgotten the sin me i have forgiven myself and i have forgotten it so i don't know what you're talking about i plead the blood of jesus against that voice accusing me yes I plead the blood of Jesus against that voice accusing me because the Bible says every tongue that will rise up against you in judgment, you, you, you will condemn it. So you condemn the voice by the blood of Jesus that you have been redeemed by. Do you understand? You have been redeemed by the blood of Jesus. You have obtained complete, full forgiveness and pardon of your sin. Believe it, please. And live according to it. First John 5, that's number 5 now. First John 5 tells us of our overcoming nature in Christ Jesus by our faith. I love this part so much. This is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. This is the victory. This is the victory. We have that victory in Christ Jesus. The fight of faith is not a fight for victory. It is a fight in victory. Do you understand? You are fighting to stay victorious. To stay victorious and to pass it to the next generation. That see, Christ has redeemed us. Keep passing that button. More people must know. More people must hear that Christ has redeemed us from sin. And all we can do is be righteous. That is our victory. Our victory is in our faith in Jesus Christ. It's in what we believe about him. It's in what we, we proclaim about him. Okay? Now, all these promises will just be beautiful if we don't believe in Jesus Christ. He is the factor. If you take Jesus out of it, 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 it quenches. Because Jesus' righteousness is built on the foundation of sinlessness so when we stand upon this we are standing upon complete righteousness and our victory is sure even the devil knows and trembles but do you Christians know well now you know and you are going to keep learning you will go through the book of Ephesians I was able to peel out about 75 identities from Ephesians 1 to, to Ephesians 6 just the book of Ephesians I was able to peel out 75 thereabouts Things that the Bible, that Ephesians said about me. How much more Colossians? How much more Galatians? Corinthians? Romans? 
before you go through through <laughs> before you go through all the episodes there you are already you are see you are dangerous <laughs> i tell you a man of knowledge is dangerous you cannot you cannot even this not this it will not be on the def- on the offense you are no longer trying to defend yourself you are you're on the offense you you want to just op- anything satanic oppression you are on the offense you want people to know too because it's painful ignorance is painful to watch it's painful when people die not, not knowing even when people live their lives not knowing that they are victorious there's a, there's a story about um, an illiterate woman I think who her husband died or her father died and left um, a, a will I don't know I've, I've forgotten how the story really went but it was like the, the paper that was left her was supposed to give her access to an account or so that had like a lot of money like a lot of money and yet this woman took the paper and framed it and hung it on her wall she did not know that this was me and she was living she was living in a, 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 a living in malnutrition she was sick she didn't have money she was broke she was poor and right there hanging on her wall was the key to everything that she needed and that's how a lot of christians are their their their, their, their bill of christianity their receipt of christianity they framed it and put it on their wall or they just put it on their tag you know like a name tag and forget that it's there just it's like a may not be like say i not join i'm telling you may not be like say i not be christian may not be like say i not go church their identity they don't they run from one place to sometimes if the devil just you just be finding them don't worry i'm not a christian you're a christian Finding them and they are living a very dejected, separated, defeated life. They don't yet know. And they don't even know what to do. It's right there in the Bible. How much is Bible? 200, 300, 500, 1000. You, 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 you have a, a mobile phone. You, you can subscribe and, and download as many versions. They are not heavy. Not. not very few Bibles online are, are heavy. Download it, read it. It's just to open the book and read it. Someone said that um, if you want to keep a black man, <laughs> it was very insulting. If you want to keep a black man in bondage, hide his freedom in a book. He will not find it. Many people don't read. And that's why they are still in bondage. And the best book to read is the Word of God. In it is life. There is no death at all. In it is your identity. Your 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 your. The Word of God defines you correctly. The Word of God gives you the, the perfect definition of who you are. And when you know who you are, ah, when you know who you are in Christ Jesus. You are unstoppable. Everything is possible to you because you are in Christ Jesus. I'm going to pray for us today that the light of God's word will keep shining in our hearts. We're going to pray in a while. Father, we bless you. Heavenly Father, we worship you. Heavenly Father, we exalt you. We thank you for your genius plan to save us in Christ Jesus. We thank you for the manifold wisdom that you have unveiled to us in Christ Jesus. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your mercies. We thank you, Jesus, for another session. Thank you for exposing our our understanding right now to who we are in Christ Jesus we are the redeemed we are the righteous one we are holy and blameless we are acceptable to you we are the fellow citizen of heaven we are the habitation of God through his Holy Spirit 
greater is he indeed that is in us than he that is in the world we overcome by our faith father thank you for all these beautiful promises that are actually our reality I pray, Lord, that as we grow in you, that we begin to express these reality to our world in the name of Jesus Christ. That men will see us and see your glory in us. Men will see us and see your faithfulness. Men will see us and see how good a God can be. That he saved mankind from himself, saved mankind from death, from sin, from struggle. In the name of Jesus, Father, send the light. Keep keep shining the light of your word. In the name of Jesus Christ, keep sending the light of your word into our hearts. In the name of Jesus Christ, flood our lives. Take us through. Take us through, Lord Jesus. Take us through. Let us ride with you. Let us let us walk with you. Let us ride with you in all that we do in the name of Jesus Christ I call these ones blessed the ones who are listening right now I call them blessed I call their families blessed I call their jobs their homes their occupation blessed their careers blessed their business is blessed in the name of Jesus Christ their finances blessed the offerings that they bring to you Jesus we call it blessed in the name of Jesus nothing shall by any means hurt them in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Magnificent Father. Thank you, Jesus, because you delight in showing us who you are. We stay connected to you, Jesus, that the life and the light of God will keep flowing in us and through us to the world. In the name of Jesus Christ, we are channels lord we are channels of your glory we are channels of your wisdom we are channels of 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 our identity in you because our identity is tied to your identity we are because you are our identity is tied to your reality we are because you really are therefore keep us connected to you have mercy on us lord jesus for the times that we messed up because we do not know who we were but now we know we'll keep fighting in faith we'll fight the good fight of faith we'll lay hold to our profession lay hold on our profession we'll keep confessing jesus as our lord and personal savior we'll keep glorifying the lord even in our flesh in the name of jesus christ thank you father for the party that was thrown in heaven for as many who gave their lives to christ today Keep them, O Lord. These ones will not miss you ever again. In Jesus' magnificent name we pray. In the sense of God, say Amen. Because you really are the sense of God. So thank you so much for staying this Friday with us. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for your love. Thank you for sharing. Um, please don't forget to follow us on Facebook. It is facebook.com forward slash my identity is light. That's the quickest way to find um, this page, Lamore. Facebook.com forward slash my identity is light. And of course, it's anchor.fm forward slash my identity is light. Wherever you see us, it is always my identity is light. So until we come away again next week, Friday, make sure you enjoy this weekend rest as much as you can eat fruits vegetables drink lots of water exercise but rest okay um sunday make sure you go to church give a beautiful offering it's the last sunday of the month and god has been gracious this september next week now will be in next week friday i think by next week friday october 2nd will be in october that's a beautiful 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 one and um I know you definitely, you definitely lived long, even longer than that. So thank God for preservation. Thank God for length of days, okay, and long life. Thank God for His mercies. Your business is blessed, okay. Thank you. I, I don't feel like leaving you. That's that's just I'm, I'm already missing you. <laughs> I don't feel like leaving you, but next week, of course, God keeping us. I love you. <laughs> Bye. Hello there, you're welcome to another Lamour Friday session. Um, I'm happy to have you here again. 
I'm glad you told people about it. I'm glad you responded to questions from the previous weeks. Um, thank you so much for being here with me. God bless you. It's another Lamo Friday. We gotta talk about something else. But as usual, before we start, we would pray. Okay, so if you're ready, let's pray. Father, we bless you, we exalt and glorify your holy name. We thank you for your goodness, we thank you for your mercies. Thank you for bringing us through this week into another month. Thank you, Jesus, for everything. Um, we are excited, we are, we are happy that we serve a God of your caliber. We love you, we thank you, and we ask that you release your blessings, that you bless us as a father we bless his child today and every other day in the name of Jesus Christ. Dear Holy Spirit, come help us understand what you are trying to or what you are going to teach us today. Help us to understand it and we ask for the grace to live according to the word for today. To live according to your ideas for our homes, our families. In the name of Jesus Christ, we choose and we prefer you above all else. Let it be, O Lord, that our lives and our families, we finally reflect your glory every day. In Jesus' everlasting name, I pray. Amen. Lord, let it be healing as we speak. In Jesus' name, amen. So tell me, how was your week? What did you do? What didn't you do? <laughs> How was your week? Okay, don't forget it's facebook.com forward slash my identity is light. And anchor is anchor.fm forward slash my identity is light. So let's start. Okay. <laughs>